Welcome to the Geeks Four Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are uh, once again to talk about things and stuff and stuff and things uh, in no particular category, uh, no particular order. Definitely kind of a, a, a genre or like an oeuvre. Yeah. Oeuvre, oeuvre, how do you say that? Ooh, I, it, well, it may be oeuvre, or it may just be oeuvre. Oeuvre. Like, like, like the Louvre. Um, but first off, let's go ahead and turn off that air conditioning unit. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. If I can't have my fan on, you can't have that shit on. And it's going to get steamy in here. Ooh. Um, but we are uh, Geek Exploration, the podcast, of course. You know that. Um, if you want to let us know what you want to hear about things and uh, uh, uh <laughs> you can contact us on any of the social medias facebook geek exploration the podcast page instagram geek exploration podcast and twitter at geek explore pod you can shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or you can call us and that would be the preferred way of doing it uh at 916 orc turd that is 916 o-r-c-t-u-r-d leave a voicemail and um we'll play it on the show do we have any I haven't checked. I'll check at some point, and right. if we do, we will. Maybe yes, or maybe no. Um, but how are you doing, Ben? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I got a, a actual night's sleep last night, which was great, because uh, I went to Authors and Dragons Con over the weekend and got no more than like four hours of sleep every night and woke up with a hangover every morning, and it was uh, it was fantastic. I had a great time. Yeah, you're old as shit. You can't do that anymore. No, I stayed up till 4.30 and had to get up at 8. Gross. It was a bad idea. Were you hanging out with the uh, with the A and D guys, yep. hitting up the the pubs out in North Carolina? No, we were just at the hotel drinking store bought beer because uh, it was easier that yeah, way. Yeah, easier, cheaper. Yeah, you can sit around with your with your dongs out. Yeah, it's just as much fun, if yeah. not more. Uh, they had like a dedicated game playing room with a bunch of games in it that was open twenty four hours a day, so you can go in there and play games and bullshit drink beer and make bad decisions now is this the same place it was last year no this was in uh north carolina it was in charlotte i guess it's the same hotel they hold con carolinas at the venue was much better last one was in nashville oh that's right yeah, yeah. you and the wife went out there for for a little bit i mean charlotte's not as cool as nashville but the venue was really nice because like they had like this large basement area where all the convention space was wow perfect for D &D. <laughs> a bunch of basement dwelling dnd &D nerds but we could be loud and shit down there and just hang out all night long and it didn't piss anyone off when we were in nashville we were like in the middle like the atrium of the hotel so any noise you make made like echoed out to every single room in the hotel and the cops got called a number of times i imagine so, i imagine from your foul mouth <laughs> it's not just me well, good. What? How about you? Oh, uh, me? Well, now, um, I'm doing well. You know, the usual. I'm getting really, really ramped up for uh, for Space Oddities number three. I, I needed that break, but I got that break, and we've uh, we've cracked the story. We're still uh, finishing up the script here, and but I'm I'm fucking stoked to get drawing. Fuck yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, I don't know. Yeah, the usual. It was fucking triple digits today, and it is fucking hot as balls in this garage. I am sad. Yeah. Woo. It is. I knew it earlier. When I, when I walked out to the school to pick my kid up, when I got back, I was already sticky and gross, and I was like, oh, I'm heading to the booth tonight. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to get a proper air conditioner in here. Eh. Soon enough, it will get cold as shit. So we'll have that problem then, and we'll deal with it. I'm going to disagree. 
Not soon enough, Chad. Oh, I know. Not, not soon, soon enough. Uh, did I say soon enough? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, so let's jump into some uh, some stuff that's been happening. Um, what do you got? Zasloff uh, is keeping his axe sharp and uh, and the walls splattered in the blood of of creativity. That could be, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's been axing a few more things, or I, I mean, axing may not be quite the right word, it seems, but, um, I mean, the big one for me was Batman the Caped Crusader was reported to have been canceled. Yeah. Which is a huge bummer, because I was definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I started seeing all those, all those headlines on Facebook earlier today. I was like, oh, come on, Zaslav. Like, I've been in your corner for a lot of this. Like, even though I've, I've talked to some other people who are who are very much against what he's been doing you know as much as i want to see keaton in the suit like if the movie sucked balls you know like but oh geez speaking of which i heard that that once they once they canceled batgirl they like locked the directors out of like the uh the editing bay and like footage you know like they they had no access to deleted things or like got rid of it because like they went in there to like try and capture stuff with their phone like on on the the monitor and uh it was all gone that's devious well, they can't let it out. Like that's part of the contract thing. Like they can't release it. They can't do anything. So like they've they've got to kind of got to guard it getting well, they, out. They can't monetize it. Like that. That's what I was hoping for. Was that was that just somehow? Well, whatever. I don't think they can release it unmonetized either. I think they. Can. I mean, it could get well, le- if someone know. leaks it. What the fuck are you going to yeah, do? But yeah. I think they probably have to go through some amount of effort to try and <laughs> avoid it getting leaked. Uh, um, but yeah, with the Cape Crusader, like I, I saw all those headlines saying like it's been axed, it's been canceled. I read an article that was saying that, you know, production has not been halted on it, but it, it no longer has a place on HBO Max. Once the uh, HBO Max, you know, Discovery plus whatever happens, the, the merger. Which is a bummer. It's really dumb. Maybe he wants to get it on like ABC Kids or some shit. On, do they play cartoons on regular TV anymore? Is that a thing? I don't know. What's regular TV? Yeah, right? Like, I mean... Because I, I know, like, Saturday morning cartoons aren't really a thing anymore, but, like... because yeah, it's, it's anytime cartoons on streaming services. Yeah. My kid has weekday afternoon cartoons, which I guess we had that, too. We had syndication. Yeah, that's when I watched, like, Animaniacs and Freakazoid, yeah. and it was amazing. And Batman, the animated series. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but, yeah, it, it seems like they're shopping it around to other streaming services. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up on, like, a Hulu or something. Other streaming services? What? Why do they think they'll get more money selling it to someone else than That's they will? That's exactly what I think. I, I think I think Zaslav's whole thing is he does not see the correlation between streaming uh, subscriptions and actual real money for the studio. Like he wants to see cash flow from you know theatrical pictures where where it's very easy to break down, and he he doesn't really want to deal with streaming service subscriptions and how you divvy it up and and. Uh, you know, I guess I can't blame him, except he is the one that's making it more difficult for me to see my Batman cartoon I want to see. If Netflix buys it, yeah, then I'll still get to see it. I mean, like... Yeah, I've got most of them. I mean, honestly, as as I mean, I like HBO Max. It's definitely one of the better streaming services. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he was to say, you know what, fuck it, we're folding the whole thing in, our content's still around, we'll license it to other streaming services, I'd be I'd be stoked. I would love if they all did that. If there was, like you know, two of them yeah, left yeah. and that you had to pick between one or the other, or even if, you know, as much as consolidation sucks, if there was, you know, if everyone just went back to everything being on Netflix, it'd be fucking wonderful. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I would pay 25 bucks a month for that. Yeah, if it was everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm paying at least that much yeah, more than that totally. now for what I am getting. So, Speaking of uh, of the, the acts of Zaslav, we were talking on the last episode about all the Batgirl and everything. And there was a note that I had that I forgot to bring up. So I'm going to bring it up now. I was uh, listening to Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. And Kevin Smith was talking about a show that got the axe also that was in development called Strange Adventures on, on uh, HBO Max, where it was going to be an anthology series where each episode focused on a different lesser known character. Like they were going to do, I know he mentioned like Dead Man and, and Ragman, and um, he may have mentioned a couple others, but he was approached um, to do the show. And the character he chose was Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen. And Perry White. All in one show? Or like yeah, I think, it, I think it was going to be a, a, uh, a Jimmy Olsen episode. Oh, but it was going to involve a story with, um, with like a Superman who slowly like started fucking up and becoming Bizarro, I believe. You know, like he was trying to be Superman. Oh, man, I, I wish I wasn't so uncertain now because I listened to it twice. And I was just like, this is fucking awesome. It may have had something to do with Bizarro World as well. Oh, I didn't realize it was an anthology series when, yeah. when I looked into it. Because like the like the promotional shot I had, I saw had Adam Strange in it. Yeah, and so I was like, "All right, it's an Adam Strange show. It's called Strange Adventures," and I didn't really think much. Yeah, further that, than and that. and that's where he premiered. Like I'm, I was looking forward to it. Like you hear Strange Adventures, you think of Adam Strange, yeah. not only because of the the more recent Tom King and uh, Mitch Jareds and uh, Doc Shaner series that they put out. But, you know, he was telling, he was telling this story about, you know, like a Superman that like, I, I don't think he was going to have a, have like the full, like super suit, man, the, the way he was saying, like, like it wasn't just fully like a straight up, like superhero storytelling with spandex and everything. But by the end of the episode, it's like a, um, you know, it's like full on bizarro and like he, he, I think he like in, becomes the hero of the story somehow, you know, like whether he fucks up into it or what, oh man, go listen to Hollywood Babylon, the most recent episode. Kevin Smith tells it really well. Is but that one canceled, canceled, or are they shopping canceled, it canceled. around too? Done, done. Oh, that's Yeah, and, and they were going to have a huge budget. I mean, I can see that from Zaslav's point of view. He was like, well, Batman, Batman sells. Yeah. Who the fuck is Adam Strange? Yeah. But what was really great was that, you know, Kevin Smith was saying that, that like Superman wasn't going to be in the episode. And then in the end, like you have like Bizarro sitting on... I don't know, a space rock or a cliff somewhere or something. And then he, the way he described it was like, down comes a couple pairs of boots and just says like, Hey, I hear you're, you know, I hear you did something really good or something like that, you know, like a really touching ending or something. But where Kevin Smith really fucking nailed everyone in the heart. He's like, we didn't have it like signed in ink, but they were going, or <sighs> it was more than like they were pursuing. Like, like it, it, there was interest to have Nick Cage playing Bizarro. Oh, that would have been rad. Like when they said that, I was like, oh, that's fuck. Now I'm real sad that didn't happen. Yeah, that is a bummer. I, that would have been good. But, you know. When, Say lovey. <laughs> yeah, you're trimming fat. Like, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can understand saying like, hey, we're doing this series with all these lesser known characters. Be like, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially for a streaming service where, where yeah. you're not going to see those, uh, those subscriptions in a, in a dollar value. Yeah, I mean, we've had that conversation before about how, like, how do you tell when something's a success and how do you, like, with how much content these guys are making, like, how, where do they justify it? You know, like, yeah. like it, it becomes tough. And when it gets fragmented, it's even harder. Well, and I think it was real easy in the early days because 
they had less content. So like the thing that got me to sign up for HBO Max was Wonder Woman 84. I think back then it was real easy to see like, oh shit, like right before Wonder Woman 84 comes out, you know, millions of people sign up for it. Like, okay, this was for Wonder Woman 84, but now that everybody's got it, like myself, I never canceled it. So, you know, how do you figure into that? You know, like, I mean, you've got views, I guess, but what does that mean? Not much. Especially with like Netflix where they've reached a point where they're shrinking. Yeah. And not growing anymore. Yeah, they can't grow. Regardless of how much stuff they produce, it's not necessarily going to bring them in any more money. So now it's about retention. Like you got to keep spending all this money just to keep these people around. And like, is that a great business model? I don't know. Yeah. Like you're, you're pouring $200 million into making the gray man with uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. And it's not, you know, if anything, it's just getting a super limited theatrical release just so it can, you know, go up, go up for awards season. But it's like, you put that in the theaters and then stream it right afterwards. Netflix, like make some fucking money for your company. Yeah, there's going to be a reckoning at some point here where shit's going to shrink back down and and I'm looking forward to it personally. So if uh, Zaslav's spilling blood, that's what we need. He may be spilling the blood that I like here and there that's not, that I was excited about, but we all have to make sacrifices in war. Honestly, like <laughs> if Caped Crusader gets canceled altogether, like that, that may stir something in my, in my loins that, that causes me to, to make a break. With, uh, with an HBO Max or something like that, that would supremely piss me off. There's a lot of stuff that comes onto that streaming service that I enjoy, none of which is necessary. Yeah. To have the Max effect, it would need to be kind of semi-coordinated. Like, all right, everybody, you know, like, to on protest this, the, this, yeah, cancel your subscription on this day so that they get the message. Because otherwise, if it's just a few people dropping off here and there, it could be fucking anything. Yeah for whatever people's opinion are and it like the there was that big push after gina carano got the axe at uh for like a, there was a concerted effort like oh cancel your disney plus subscription mm-hmm. and i bet a lot of those people renewed their disney plus subscriptions yeah. later but when disney sees you know a million counts you know a million people within a week drop the service like, like you know they know what it's yeah they get them a message whether or not it affects what they're doing is another thing but that's the only real way other than complaining on internet forums. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag release the Cape Crusader. To, uh, you know, voice your discontent, I guess. Because uh, they don't really care what you say on Twitter. They care about your money. Yeah. And that's it. So I, I guess in, in something fairly adjacent, uh, Ezra fucking Miller's been in the news again. Uh, like, <sighs> it seems like this stuff was a long time ago, but it was just like right after we recorded the last one of these. And... A lot of shit has happened. See, I think I think we can bullet point it. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, like, need to go into I think detail. it got worse, but it's, I think it's getting better. Like the yeah, last I heard, it's getting yeah, better. Maybe, maybe. So at least for once, it's not getting worse. Right after our last foray into the strange world of um, Ezra Miller, I was going to say, like, is, is Mister or Mrs. Miller? But like, what is the uh, what is the non-binary uh, prefix? Mixter, yeah, Mistis, Mis- yeah, whatever it is, into the strange world of uh, please cut Ezra that out, Miller. Fucking people coming at me. No, whatever. Me? I, yeah, I, you I know legitimately what? Legitimately, yeah, le- I literally a, don't know. Leave a voicemail and please educate us. Yeah, I have no. And idea. also say something funny. Just trying to be polite, and it's not working. Make a fart noise. 
Um, I mean, we could Google it very easily. <laughs> well, I think I've seen MX as like the, the prefix, but I have no idea how you say that. That's oh, not pronounceable. So, yeah. uh, you know, what the fuck ever. Ezra Miller, like shortly after our last episode, some stuff came out about how there was a warrant out for his arrest in Vermont for supposedly breaking into someone's house and stealing their booze. Hmm? There was reports that like the mother and three kids that were staying with him on his Vermont farm uh, were unaccounted for. And I haven't heard whether or not they have been accounted for. I presume so, since I haven't heard of anything. That's but weird. I hadn't I hadn't heard that until until it was today. just in the in the news. Uh, and there was some like stuff that came out about how he was running a cult out of an Airbnb in Iceland for a while, which, you know, nothing illegal about running a cult. And uh it seems it seems in, in character for him. <laughs> yeah, from everything we've heard about them, uh, yeah. And so, like, it was just like another big brouhaha. And this was post Zasloff axing things, you know. And the question of, well, are they going to axe Flash? They think, you know, Ezra Miller's being a big pain in the butt, but you know, maybe Flash is good. And then this next round of bullshit came out about them. There was some stuff that was supposedly leaked from Warner Brothers saying like they were looking at three different options, whether or not. To just can the whole fucking thing to have him, you know, come out and apologize and say he was seeking treatment and then just kind of keep him on the down low or to just completely ignore him and uh, release it anyway and just keep him the fuck away from. Yeah. And then shortly after that, we did get a statement um, from at least Ezra Miller's people. Like um, Ezra has been accounted for hanging out with his mom, who's sort of like taking care of 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 uh of them and there was a statement that that was released that was basically going with you know one of those options saying like i'm sorry for all the the harm i've caused i'm seeking you know uh help for you know bipolar and me- and you know mental issues and you know anxiety and stress caused blah 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 whatever you know, it was a it was a pretty like boilerplate statement what are the chances you think he actually wrote it <laughs> Zero. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think there's a chance that Ezra was in the room for sure. And somebody was like, how about this? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, cool. I personally really hope that it's legitimate and they're getting help and they will be on the mend because even though like, I, 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 I think it's over for flash as far as Ezra Miller goes. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I still think that, that they are, that they've proven themselves as a, as a talented actor. So. I wouldn't mind, you know, once they've made amends and, and gotten help, if, if they continue to work and, and, you know, just, yeah, just found other roles to be great at. Cause I don't think this is the same situation as like a fucking Kevin Spacey or something, you know, where it's like years of predatory behavior on like, you know, you know, like on, on a different level, you know, like well, sexual I- and minors and, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. I, mean, and I, yeah. I think most people should be given a second chance. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, people, go, especially if it's mental illness or something or, or, you know, addiction, something that people get themselves into and you just kind of, you know, it, you can come back from that. And, and there's no reason you should keep, you know, keep people out uh, if they are working to working to do that or have done that. See what's fucking bonkers is like, I don't feel like engaging people in this on the internet because I don't care that much about this situation, but, but it's like, everyone is just calling for blood with Ezra Miller. And it's like, do you guys realize how much you idolize or how much you worship at the altar of Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Right. That guy was a fucking drug addicted 
prison uh, confined fucking shitbag for quite a while back in the in the in the late eighties, early nineties, or maybe even to like mid late nineties, like till very shortly before Iron Man. Yeah, he was he was a studio liability. They didn't want to hire him, but they gave him a second chance. And look at this guy; he's fucking amazing. So. I hope they can get help and, and, you know, rebound. I don't give a shit about Fantastic Beasts anyways, but like per- Perks of Being a Wallflower was a great flick. I never saw it. That was the first thing I ever saw them in. So hopefully it all works out um, with any, lo- I mean, I think the best case scenario is that it's just fucking quiet until Flash comes out. I don't necessarily think they need him to do press for it. Yeah. I mean, it, or them, it, it, but they need them to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the, by the, t- by the time they get out if they're in a position where they can do press and and they got they got a healthy state of mind great yeah but with the exception of maybe like the the weird s- suspicion of like grooming and shit that may have gone on that's uh, that's a lot but most of the other stuff is just yeah the guy's got issues i mean it's the same kind of thing like an alcoholic might do or someone who's drug addicted or has mental health issues you yeah know? mel gibson type shit yeah exactly you know the idea of you get one chance and you, you know, you fuck it up and you're done. Your career's over. Get the fuck out of here. I don't think any of us want to be held to that standard. You know, I mean, I haven't done anything terribly egregious, but you know, like I'm, I, I'm perfectly capable of fucking up. I'm, yeah. I'm certain of that. Yeah. I'm certain I've done shit in my life that, that could, you know, in, in a, in a world of no second chances or no forgiveness. Yeah. I'd be canceled. Yeah. We also grew up in the uh, in the the mid late eighties to you know late nineties for our teen years. Oh well, yeah, there, yeah. Things were much different back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Playground insults were slightly uh, racier, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm still hoping the flash comes out and I get to see it. Yeah. It, and it's yeah, still not a sure thing. We need to see some fucking Michael Keaton as Batman. We're, we're not going to see it in fucking Batgirl. I wish some, just, even just the Keaton stuff would get leaked. I just want to see that. That's, that's all I give a shit about. Who do you want to see as the next Flash? Honestly, I, I haven't given it any serious thought. Um, I know for certain I don't want to see Grant Gustin. Because yeah, there's been so big many calls people. for Grant Gustin. Fuck, dude. But like, I mean, I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I mean, he's fine for for a CW Flash. Let it fucking go. It, like it, he would not belong in a cinematic universe. Like he's he's just sorry. I I like him as as CW Flash. I think the costume's gotten dumber over the years. But I no, let it go. I don't think he's capable of shelving that Flash. I think he would bring that Flash. To the cinematic, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but my, uh, he's been playing it for so fucking long. Yeah, going on nine seasons. That, you know, after after almost a decade of playing this character, that's the character he's going to bring to the movie. And not to mention all these fans of Grant Gustin are, you know, they they don't want the the uh, the Flash universe to be rewritten. They're going to where the fuck Cisco? Where's Wells? What's going on here? We've got Grant Gustin. You know, fuck off. No, we don't need that movie. No. Um, I also do not need Elliot Page. Oh, fuck no. That is, I'd rather take Grant Gustin. Yeah, 100%. I, Let it go, everyone. I'm not sure I could think of a worse casting choice. Yeah, I like, don't. Elliot Page is a charisma vacuum. Yes. And Flash is a charismatic character. A lot of personality. Yeah, tons of it. Big, like a, a fairly big personality. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just don't, I've never seen that from Elliot Page. He's so subdued 
and uh, just very level. Drama? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But that's but not not the Flash. Yeah, not bombastic, high speed, high voltage action. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even seen him run. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> not with any gusto. I think, I think there, were, there was there was X three <laughs> when when he was getting chased by Juggernaut. Yeah, because with the, I'm the Juggernaut bitch, and line. I think he's like five foot two or something. Probably, or maybe Wolverine. i I felt kind of bad at our like simultaneous explosion of laughter but Uh, not that bad i mean it was a joke so that's what's supposed to happen yeah should we just continue the trend of of superhero uh movies and tv shows while we got it sure okay um i saw she hulk Oh, yeah, how was it? I have not gotten around to watching it. I was at, uh, it came out the day I left for A&D Con, and it was not on the top of my list when I got back. Yeah, it was, it was not bad. It, it was good enough to get me to come back willingly to the second episode, which, you know, so a lot of these shows just, at the end of the first episode, I'm like, I guess I'm going to come back. But no, I'm, I'm, I'll come back to this. Um, you know, I was going in a bit apprehensive about the Hulk being neutered, basically. It's just like, oh, look, it's funny Bruce Banner Hulk, you know? Yeah, and, and the way they were showing in the MCU. trailers, like he's throwing a rock and then she's like hucking the rock even further and she's like, like showing him up. But it, it wasn't so much of that in the actual show. It was definitely cut differently for the trailer. Um, so I, I was glad because I don't, I don't like when a hero, uh, you know, uh, like, like when Superman would show up in Supergirl, he was definitely like a second tier character. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you shouldn't have to do that to. Yeah, he's your... fucking Superman. Yeah. And like with the Hulk, they've already done that enough, like neutering of him oh, to uh, where he's. I, I'm, I'm done with fucking Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I yeah. don't need any more of that. Well, then you might not like this because. Well, I mean, this show makes sense. Like, like full on rage Hulk would not fit in this show. No. I get that. Like that wouldn't make any sense at all. But like I'm after this, like. I don't want to see another Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo Hulk. I want to see him Rage Monster Hulk. Like, yes, like, if, exactly. like if, if they do like World War Hulk. Yeah, that yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's the Hulk I want to see. Or I want even to see if Hulk Smash for fuck's sake. Yes, exactly. So, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of fun, goofy interactions with with uh with Hulk and which, She-Hulk, which it's a comedy. I yeah. get. Yeah, that's that's appropriate. Tatiana Maslany is great. She's so good in the role. I I really really like her. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the second episode. I think they should have done a uh, two episode release, honestly, because it was just one single, you know, not long episode. And I was like, oh, I don't want to wait a week for this. Like, give me, you know, they've been doing that a lot lately, giving you two episodes to get you stoked. Are they half hour episodes or? I think so. I think oh. it was like 34 minutes or so, oh, yeah. somewhere around there. I think I, I'm, I'm guessing at it's this point. It's pretty short. Um, but no, it was, it was worth it. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. And there's a rumor on the uh, Marvel show front. That take this with a giant grain of salt because I'm not sure how much I believe this at all. It certainly didn't come from like a variety or a deadline or anything fully trustworthy, but there's some rumors that Henry Cavill is going to play Hyperion in Loki season two. And for those who don't know about Hyperion, he's basically, Superman. yeah, he's basically <laughs> bad Superman, not necessarily bad Superman, depending on which storyline you're reading, but. Uh, Marvel introduced a Squadron Supreme, which was thinly veiled analogs for the Justice League. Hyperion was the Superman character and um, kind of a dick. 
Yeah, and it would be really interesting if they did have him do that. I would love it. Honestly, I would rather see him do that than do another Superman. Yeah. It'd be fun to get him to to get to see him stretch his legs in the in the role like that. But there's also a rumor that Warner Brothers had had gotten together and they decided we want Cavill back as Superman. And they went to him and he said no. For what reasons, nobody actually knows. There's speculation that he's sort of waiting to see what their direction with Superman is before he actually signs on to anything, well, that's, which, which totally makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. well, he said in the past he would play Superman again. Yeah, he really wants to, but I mean, I'm, everyone's got a line. If they hand him butt Superman, then why would you, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't yeah. want to ruin Superman. And they've been, they've been fucking waggling around for, for four years or so, you know, but without any, uh, any even word, like, like since he like didn't want to do cameos and shit and we've just been like sitting on it, like what's happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, well, nope, eat shit. I got Witcher. I got this other stuff here. Like I, I don't need Superman anymore. Am I correct in hearing that like they canned the like the Tanahasi Coates Superman stuff that was in the works? That is that is the word that the, yeah. the well actually, did that ever come out officially or is that still oh, just kind no. of a thing that may or may not have be going on? I actually didn't I didn't hear anything about the Tanahasi Coates one because that was cinematic. Um, I did hear they canned the Michael B. Jordan one for the Val Zod story for HBO Max because oh, they're canning everything for yeah, HBO Max. HBO Max, get the fuck out of here, says David Zaslav. So. I haven't heard anything from uh, from the Tanahasi Coates one with J.J. Abrams, but they they did can like a, a huge movie with uh, that J.J. Abrams was doing because he he wanted a big budget. They're like fuck off, no way, and you know, good. He's, he's going somewhere else. Yeah, so <laughs> whoo. So we'll see what happens. I don't have a whole lot of love for Abrams. Like he's he's okay, but he eh, the way Zaslav's talking about Superman. I don't think they're going to be taking any chances. I think we're going to get the, I I think we're going to get the most Marvel slash Donner Superman movie we possibly can. It's an interesting mix. I think Donner Superman was the original Marvel movie anyway. No, it was, no, never mind. It was way elevated. With a lot of, with a lot more class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going for Richard Donner Superman, I'm I'm in. If they're going for Marvel Superman, I'm, I'm less in. Yeah. I think Marvel Superman we got with uh, Shazam. I I think they're probably more capable, you know, subpar Marvel than they are Richard Donner, but we'll see what they can pull off. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah. They would never, maybe just third act of, of, of the, uh, the, or not third act, but you know, the, the three part story where it's like Krypton, Smallville, Metropolis, they're just going to do the Metropolis part. Um, so I guess while we're talking about shows that only one of us watched, I watched uh, <laughs> game of Thrones house of the dragon. How was uh, that? First issue, or first episode. It was, it was pretty good. It felt like game of Thrones. Like it felt like you were in the same place. You're back in King's landing. The, just the general feeling of the show felt the same. And so, I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. Okay. Did it have blood? Yes. Did it have boobs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, that's all I know about Game of Thrones, so. My note is it has the gratuitous violence and nudity to try and recapture the magic, but it it seems a bit, uh, I don't know, it feels like derivative at this point, even though it's like the same show, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Who are okay. all these people? Yeah. Well, I mean, we just, like, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Game of Thrones, so there's some boobs, and here's, here's someone getting their face smashed in. How dare you speak that way about boobs on screen? <laughs> i mean i'm all for gratuitous violence and nudity but like I, that's not enough to get me to watch a show unless the show was literally 
you know, like gratuitous violence and nudity hour, and it got rid of all the rest of the plot shit. Yeah. You know, fucking, yeah, sure, I'd be into that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of not nude people in this show, too, who aren't getting violently murdered. So, hmm. you know, you got to contend with that. Oh, it's like it's like Godzilla versus Kong all over again. <laughs> but I mean, it was it, it was engaging enough that I'm going to watch the next one. The the CGI wasn't amazing. Like there was definitely some spots where it looked a little weak, but you know, like as I was watching, you know, it it didn't bother me and uh I don't know if it needs to be. So I had a question for you. Are we like a bunch of spoiled butts now that uh like all the CGI has to be fucking absolutely amazing and mind-boggling and uh like like imagine you know how much that money they spend money and time they spend on cgi now but it doesn't really affect the narrative like it's got a sweeping shot of king's landing and you're like yeah those textures look kind of poop it's obviously cgi but uh what the fuck ever it's king's landing like it's not a real place get over yourself nerd eh here's here's my thing i would be interested in seeing how long it takes to create a shot like that in the computer and how many people it takes and how much it costs versus how many people and time and money, you know, how much it would take to build a model to shoot it. But a model wouldn't look perfect either. Like you'd still have to touch the model up with CGI and get back CGI, ba- you know, b- backdrops and whatnot. I mean, you've always had to do that. Eh, I don't know. I, uh, okay, what was the original question? Are we spoiled Are we, butts? Yeah, like every time we see something on a, on a fucking streaming service, or, or, you know, I mean, even in a, in a movie, but especially on a TV show where we're like, where yeah. the CGI isn't flawless and look 100% real, we bitch about it. Is that, uh, is that appropriate? Like, I mean, is that, is that, is that the burden we want to place on creators that if you're creating, you got a good story, it's an awesome narrative, some really fantastic shits happening. You better pour 30 to 80% of your budget into the CGI so that my picky butt doesn't complain about that shitty looking bear yeah no yes yes you absolutely do or you have to own up to the fact that you don't actually care because like you can not care about about people bitching about it that's fine too but you absolutely have to have to hold yourself accountable to the quality of the product that you're putting out there and if it's subpar tough it's not it's not my responsibility to give you a pass because not everything can be perfect so why do you give RoboCop a pass? Everything made what? today looks better than fucking RoboCop did. What are you talking about? What RoboCop? The original? Yeah. That shit looks fantastic. What are you talking about? Like, what specifically are you referring like to? Like the Ed 209. Because that's charming. I mean, to me, it's charming. So what? I guess. Like, if somebody said, does that look real? I'd say absolutely not. No, not but, even close. But it's fun and it's, uh, it's of a time. Like, if that, if that came out in theaters this weekend, it wouldn't get a pass. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice try though. But I'm just saying, like, if I like, say, we wanted to make, like, we had a really cool idea for a show or a movie that we wanted to make. It was mm-hmm. a really awesome idea, but it's something that's going to require, you know, CGI and lots of effects. Mm-hmm. You're, it's going to, you know, you're limiting. Like now, that's a, a you know, five hundred million dollar movie that you got to make, and you got to raise five hundred million dollars to make this movie. Which means you're probably not going to make the movie and you're going to miss out on it because there's not a studio around. If you have a really cool, innovative idea with no used and recognized IP, they're not going to fucking take a chance on that. And but, so, but you, you have to work within your means and you have to accept it. Like if we didn't have the budget to hire Dan to color our comic book, I would color it myself and I would have to accept that it wouldn't look professional and that people could not like it because of my colors. 
Yeah, I know. I get that. But what I'm saying is, as people like us or, you know, people on the internet complaining about this shit all the time is going to make it harder for, makes it, is going to make it harder for, for new and innovative ideas to get out there. Cause it's going to make studios more gun shy and it's going to make costs higher. And we're going to end up with more Disney shit, more Marvel shit, more, more of what we've been getting that I don't really like. Like, I, I think it is, you know, not being accepting of imperfections is because it doesn't narratively like if you do a scrolling shot into king's landing where the buildings look a little fake does not affect the narrative of the show it does not affect the story at all the the shitty bear in prey takes me out of the moment slightly because i'm like that bear looks fake as fuck but it doesn't really impact the narrative at all yeah what what do you want me to say like it 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 ruins the overall experience for me it takes away from the experience so i don't i don't know like if uh, what i no they don't get a pass from me it sucks if that's the result but no i'm sorry do it well or or accept that that it's that people are going to bitch about it well i think they did accept that i mean i think okay. they, i think they all accept that why are we even talking about this i don't because this is a discussion show, John. Is it? I mean, what, well, what, what, what do you want? I, I gave you my opinion. I don't, I don't know. You're right. Is that, no, 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 I know that's not what you want. But I want you to to give your opinion. That's it. I already did. Okay. Do you, it, okay. I mean, does it suck that that it could create, you know, a, a a creative vacuum because nobody wants to pay for it? Yeah, but that's kind of the world we're living in. I think uh, if somebody wants to be innovative and invent a different technology, you know, and, and or a way to make CGI better, that's what they should do. Oh boy, that's or, a- or you know, better, cheaper, build better engines, you know, that 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 can uh, that can put this. I don't I don't fucking know how all this works, but all I know is that especially if I'm if I'm watching something like like if we're going back to, well, I know in Prey, you can't get a real bear for that scene. You have to do it in CGI. And if you don't have the budget to do it, like it sucks. But again, it's pulling me out and I'm not just going to not mention it, you know, so I don't hurt feelings or make it more difficult for creators in the future. Because if it's expensive to do it right, then I, I don't know. It's, it's not my responsibility to, to just say you don't have to do it right. But if it's something like, like a location shot, especially that shit pisses me off because Matte paintings and models ha- were used for decades and looked great. And especially with today's technology, with touching up with CGI, like you mentioned, that could look really, really good. Uh, yeah, I know. And I don't disagree with that. Like, I, I mean, my strong preference would be for matte paintings and or models, but I can understand how someone a generation after, you know, younger than us looks at the shit in Indiana Jones and says, that looks fake as shit. I hate it. <laughs> I, you know, to us, it's charming. Yeah, because we grew up with it and 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 it, you know, reflects light differently and it it feels more real. I feel like we're approaching a place where there's no winning unless it's perfect, because if they'd done a model and matte painting, you'd have people who were 20 saying this looks like garbage. Why? Why would they do this? They have computers. So I I guess my concern, I'm not trying to make you agree with me. I'm just saying (laughs) my concern on it is where we seem it feels like we're striving for a level of perfection that is going to choke creativity 
And I don't think we need anything else choking creativity. So I'm just concerned about it because I also would like everything to look perfect. Yeah, I don't I want mean, like being taken out of the moment. Like in the Game of Thrones, there's this part where the dragon breathes some fire. And I instantly said, that's some fake ass fire. That looks like geez, shit. That's and that's been going on for years. Um, I mean, I also think, well, if you go back to the, to the olden days, you know, like the golden age, what, what I loved about matte paintings and and models and stuff like even back then if you didn't do it well you didn't get more work like like they they had the same problems back then i imagine that the cgi people have these days it's just i feel like there's so many more outlets for it these days yeah and and i guess to be fair like we've seen endgame so we know it can be done really well like you know it can be done really well and i mean i think that's the thing that frustrates me the most about like star wars and the like Marvel shows when it's poor, it's like, I know you guys can do this better. Yeah. And I know you have the money to do it better and you're just choosing not to. Yeah. And that's, what's bothered me about it in the past. And like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give them a pass because they've already, you know, stuffed creativity in a bag and smashed it with a hammer and thrown it off a bridge. So they're not fucking, they're, they're a lost fucking cause. As far as that goes, they could, the very least they could do is make this thing pretty for me. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I just hope that, you know, there, there are those creators who are, who are working with a nothing budget and doing what they can and that people see, you know, um, the spark in them and then give them the opportunity to work on things with bigger and bigger budgets. Unfortunately, it sounds like it might be, you know, a game of Thrones show where there's going to be a shitty CGI, uh, and it's a known establishing IP. Shot. Like if we yeah. were to do a, a re, uh, like a, a live action space oddities show, I would imagine the the best budget we could get, it would look like fucking Red Dwarf or something. Like it, you know, or maybe at the best, <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah, I was, like I was if, thinking if like, had, it was like TNG maybe. I would also be perfectly fine with that. I think that would be fantastic. It would, it would enhance our product it would, at that point. It would point. fit perfectly. Yeah. But there'd be a lot of people that would, you know, it would, it would hurt its reception and it would probably hurt our ability to raise money to do it or to get a studio to do something like that. Yeah. And that's, and that sucks. Like I don't mind. I watch cheesy B movies all the time, and I know exactly what they are, and they know exactly what they are, and I still enjoy them. But you know, with with high fantasy and sci-fi, it, it just we we have higher bars than we do with like horror. Yeah, man. I was I was listening to a podcast just the other day where they were talking about you know, gone are the days when when a studio will have like, okay, this is going to be our our theatrical window for the summer. We're going to have you know two dramas, two comedies, one horror movie, and they all got like the same budgets. Yeah, you know, more or less. Like they actually poured money into horror movies, and you know, probably around the early two thousands, like that just went away completely. Yeah, it's a bummer. Cool. Should we talk about deaths now? Since uh, <laughs> everything's all dour. No, I don't even have any deaths. I feel like somebody did die, but oh, who did I tell Kyle about? It was somebody that. Died. Oh, Wolf, Wolfgang Peterson, director of Neverending Story and oh. others. I mean, I know Neverending Story. So. <laughs> he he was gonna direct the Batman versus Superman movie. The only Wolfgang the I know is Wolfgang Puck, and it's very <laughs> barely. Uh, in completely unrelated news, I have no segue for, which is fine. Good. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, via D&D Beyond, which they bought recently, uh, has started releasing what they're calling One D&D, which is the playtest for the next edition of Dungeons and Dragons that they're planning on coming out with in 2024. So it's one dungeon and one dragon. Yes. Yes. Or maybe half of each. 
may add up to one. I'm not <laughs> sure. They they released rele- they released they released they released the feast the, the first uh, the first bit which is like the character creation section. I think it's like 24 pages, and you know it says you know basically like where unless otherwise noted, use the other rules, you know. But it it does change character creation pretty dramatically, and I think potentially for the better. I'm eager to try it. So there's it's a bit more like Pathfinder Second Edition, yeah, kind of surprisingly. Like they're you know Pathfinder aped from three five and now they're aping back from that. So they still have races, backgrounds and and all that, but the but like all your modifiers, like you remember before like your your race determined like if you were human, you got a plus one to this and a plus one to that and a and a and a you know bonus feat and if you were you know a, a dwarf, you got a plus 2 to constitution and you know depending on your subrace, you'd get a you know a plus 1 to arcana. So now they've separated that out so like with your with your race, you've got, you know, some of your, your standardish traits. Maybe you get um, some proficiencies and like with humans, you get a feat or you get, you know. You get feet? Yeah, yeah two of them. <laughs> you get, you know, some more boilerplate traits, but all of your like plus one to your abilities and stuff come from your backgrounds, you know. So if you were an acolyte, you get plus two to intelligence and maybe plus one to arcana, that kind of shit. Of course. And that's where you get your skill proficiencies and all that. So that you could, basically, you could build a character more organic. So, like, you could be a goblin scholar, you know, so you're not hamstrung by, by you know, the goblins being, you know. Like, the goblin you, idiocy? Yeah, you want to be a smart goblin. Like, sure, there's probably some smart There's not many of them, but you're one of them. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got a big goblin uh, <laughs> contingent on our, on our listenership here. So. You know, and, uh, and I, there was some uproar a while back about, you know, like, oh, well, it's racist if, you know, you're saying all orcs are strong and dumb yeah that's what a fucking orc is an orc is strong and dumb fucking deal with it but i do like the flexibility it gives you in creating the kind of the background of your character if you if you want to create a, like a, a super smart orc wizard like what the fuck it's dnd fucking do that yeah why not i guess have fun you know the races do maintain some bit of individuality but a lot less so like you know your the choice of which race you are is more flavor than than it would be in the past okay um so and and then they're 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 talking about the way they're doing feats. Like you get a lot more feats. So feats are like big things that augment how you can play the game. And so like now everyone starts with one. In 5e, they were like super downplayed. Like you got you got one at four, every four levels. You could do a feat or an ability score bonus. And they, they gave you fairly big bonuses. Like, to, like Sharpshooter gave you the ability to shoot through three-quarter covers without disadvantage and... Uh, like basically call your shot where you had to take a minus five to hit, but you got to do plus 10 damage. So you could really fuck people up by like shooting them in the eyeball, but it's hard because it's their eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stuff like that. And now you're going to get them at most levels. And a lot of the stuff that, from what I've read, a lot of the stuff that was previously class features is going to be feats. So it'll allow you to kind of dip into play styles from different classes and not be locked in quite as rigidly to, to give you a bit more flexibility in character creation. And okay. I'm excited for that. Fuck yeah. When does that release? They're releasing bits and pieces over time. And then like right now, the, the character creation parts out where you can just test that portion of it. And they're taking feedback in September. And then late September, October, they'll release another chunk. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of refine it and get feedback on it. And, you know, um, it's they're doing it through the unearthed, unearthed Arcana thing that they, you know, it's kind of like their playtest. Well, division. yeah, where else? So the next edition is meant to come out in 2024 sometime. Oh, okay. So it'll, it'll be, they've given themselves some time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. The only thing I've got left is, uh, 
I saw an article that Ben Cooper costumes are back. So do you remember when we were children? And nope, not I mean, at all. And, yeah, and, and it was even before we were children too, but like those shitty fucking costumes that you would get that had like a plastic smock that had like the print of, you know, like yeah. Batman or Superman or Spider-Man. And I think it said Spider-Man on it, like over the spider, or maybe it said it on the mask, you know, and they had those cheap plastic masks with the elastic band thing. Yep. That, that was Ben Cooper. Okay. Uh, that, that, that was like the, the company that made all of those, you know, they just got all of these fucking licenses or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I imagine they would have to, at least after a while. It's a fond memory. Like the smell of that mask. I remember having a Spider-Man and a Superman one when I was a kid. Like it was a weird smelling mask. And you could barely breathe through it because yeah. it just sat on your face. I mean, it was just plastic. Some of them had nose holes. But most and, of them just and, had eye yeah, holes. Yeah, eye holes. Yeah. Or a little teeny mouth hole. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The little, uh, the little, um, that was usually a square for some reason. I don't know. Just... Oh geez. I remember like little ovals, but, um, I saw an article where they've, uh, they're releasing a Superman and a Batman and a flash costume. And flash actually has a picture of the flash <laughs> running good... and says flash. <laughs> um, there's also a ninja, uh, well, Ninja turtles. There's a, it looks like a Michelangelo and a Leonardo, at least. Gizmo. There's a Gizmo with a Gremlins shirt. Yeah. Here's, here's the, the original Ben Cooper costumes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those. They sucked. Oh yeah. Flash says flash on the, the mask too. (laughs) And on the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like they're making them for adults as well. Cause yeah. Yeah. These are all adult pictures. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're. Not quite like the, uh, the, the body suit. They're more just like a, it's like, more a, like a poncho. Yeah. But I just thought it was really cool that that's, uh, that that's coming out. Cause like back then there were, there was Ben Cooper and then there was Don Post who, who did like the really good masks, you know, like the monster masks and stuff. And most of the time I was just a ninja. Easy to do. I probably went as a ninja, like 50% of my childhood trick or treating. trips. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Cool. Recommendations. Oh yes. Um, I'm going to recommend something that is, uh, uh, quite old at this point. It's, uh, it's about nine years old. The Bible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I recently started playing, uh, the Stanley parable on recommendation oh. from, uh, some people who knew that I loved super liminal and they're like, okay, you might be into this. I watched the trailer one night and I was just like, oh fuck. Like I, to be honest, like I don't buy, I don't buy many games. I don't care that much. I don't play enough video games. And I certainly don't pay $25 for, for video games on, on Xbox Live. Was the Stanley Parable $25? It's a re-release. It's called like the Super Deluxe Edition or something with bonus content. And it's been remastered and everything. And I watched that trailer and I fucking loved it. And I bought it immediately. The only shitty thing is Angelina's into it too. Or she's into watching it. So I've had to wait until she's there with oh, me no, to even worst. play it. Yeah. But, um, it's really cool. I don't, I, I think so far I like super liminal more, um, just because it seemed like there was a bit more of a, of a story. Like, like there's just a lot of random shit happening. And, and I've heard that, you know, that, that the possibilities are more or less endless, but in some of the possibilities it just sort of drags and it's not fun. Other times it's really fun or really creepy or like, or discovering something new, you know, like, cause you're walking through this same corridor, you know, like tens, hundreds of times. Yeah. But shit changes. Yeah. And it resets. So, yeah. Just, just, just like constantly keeping an eye out for something different. 
or even just going through like the exact same path you went through one time before, you know, like all the way to the end. Cause sometimes there, there is an ending to the story and, and then you start over. But I mean, like, you know, sometimes you have to take it to the very end just to see something different. Yeah. And, uh, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. it yeah. It's, it's definitely kind of an avant-garde way to make a game. And I think it was, it was the first game, at least where I encountered that kind of storytelling. Yeah. I probably played it five or six years ago. It's when I was living in Houston. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and it is a very different kind of experience for a game. Like, it's considerably less linear than uh, Superliminal. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, I guess Superliminal is fairly linear, but it is. Yeah. They've got planned out stages, but it's also got a purpose for it. Well, and yeah, 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 yes. One one thing that Angelina um, said, and I agree with her, is that with the Stanley Parable, like in this Super Deluxe Edition with bonus content, there's quite a few like meta moments where it's like commenting on like, oh, you know, we, we did this in the original Stanley Parable and we won all these awards and blah, 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 blah. We both kind of wish that we were playing the original Stanley Parable so we weren't having to be living in a world that's commenting on the game we're trying to play. Which sucks. You probably get that for like five bucks. <laughs> I, yeah, if they, if they had it on Xbox, I would have done that. I don't do any PC gaming. That game you could probably run on on my shitty laptop. Anything north of a potato, like oh, like it do, it's not like a super graphically intense game. I should download it onto my laptop and play it without Angelina. There's, there's my loophole. We should probably never know. I mean, it's I guess it's loosely narrative, but it's not like the kind of thing that like she'd be like, "Hey, I don't understand what's going on here. I think I missed something." Yeah, like, I think she just doesn't want to miss something cool happening. You know, like we, we recently just found like a, a corridor that took us like back behind the scenes and there's a bunch of like cassette tapes strewn about and, and like we listened to one on a, on a little tape recorder and it, it, it got good and creepy, you know, which good thing earlier that day, my kid was watching, it was getting a little creeped out, not at anything that was ha- like nothing creepy was happening. My kid's just a turbo wuss, Yeah, but like, it's a good thing she wasn't there for that cassette part because that would be justifiably creepy for her probably would have made her lose sleep what's yours <laughs> uh my recommendation is a youtube channel um and, uh, and a specific series of videos they have that are ongoing now uh the channel is oral knots as in like <laughs> your ears not your mouth Aural. Uh, Aural. the series that uh that made that i discovered on they have a few others is called larry and uh, it's basically like a redubbing retelling of o- the obi-wan series Episode by episode, except it's dance fights and cocaine and Obi-Wan going by Larry. It's a lot of fun. Like, it's just, it's goofy. Like, I think I'm, in the end, once they get all the way through it, I might in- have enjoyed it more than the actual Obi-Wan series. Uh, now, are they going through the entire series? Yes. Like, beat for beat? Yeah, they're on like the shot third for episode. Shot? Uh, no, no. It's, I mean, it's, it's edited and cut oh, okay. and down, so they got a lot of stuff cut out of it. They're on the third episode right now, but I think each one is only like... 15 minutes long. Okay. You know, so they're cutting a bunch of stuff out of there and it would have been nice in the original yeah, too. Right. <laughs> and it, it's pretty good, but they also did like, they did one with the book of Boba Fett where he wants to open an ice cream parlor instead of like shut down the crime syndicate and open mm. an ice cream parlor parlor. And he's telling, telling a long, boring story about his second best day ever when the ice cream man came and it was like the train, you know, the train that they shoot down is the ice cream truck. And, uh, it's just, it, it's hard to describe, but it's worth a watch. Just check okay. their channel out. Yeah. Didn't you at least put a trailer or maybe even an episode in like our group chat? 
I think I did. Yeah, I, I think like I put, I've seen yeah, I think something. I put episode one of Larry in there. Yeah. yeah, I think I watched like the first couple couple minutes or something. Maybe I was maybe I'd had some drinks, so it's a little fuzzy. Yeah, and they, they do a bunch of others. I haven't like I've been I've got like a big to watch list of their stuff because they've been doing shit for a while. I guess. Do you have any interest in watching the uh, the Patterson cut, like the two and a half hour Obi Wan? Maybe. Yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Yeah, two and a half hours. I mean, if it yeah tightens the story up a little bit. Yeah, I'd yeah I'd be interested. Okay. Yeah, maybe we can do a little uh, see if they can movie sal- night uh, movie bit, night maybe? episode on it. Yeah. So we don't have a voicemail, but we do Fuckers. have a review. Oh shit! A five star. Whoa! Review. So this is from Alex from uh, What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. Yeah. Rad dude, go listen to their stuff. They are fucking great i wrote him a review too uh and it was a it was also a five-star review so that tells you something wow and it wasn't just because we were trading reviews it's because i legitimately like their shit yeah like those guys have some fucking chemistry we've got some history with with that show too like we we've 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 been on their show i think uh, we had alex on our show yeah what what episode was it the uh it was moon night that he was jeez yeah Yeah. wow (laughs) i was like for some reason i was thinking predator and i was like no we just did predator (laughs) last week we definitely did not have him on I think we mentioned him on it, though, because he was saying that Predator 2 was irredeemably unwatchable. Oh, was that him you were talking about? Oh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Jason from, uh, from uh, Gately. No, I don't think Jason liked it either. So, oh, okay. Know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was great. I don't give a shit. But anyway, uh, Alex says, the raddest and baddest dudes. My guys, John and Ben, are some super rad dudes. Not afraid to voice their opinion, even if it goes against the grain of what society seems to think normal or even acceptable. Predator 2. Yeah. <laughs> they are always bringing the good conversation and great topics. Sometimes they do podcasts on a very specific topic like GTA or Moon Knight or Mega Man. And other times... They round up all the topics currently in the zeitgeist called debriefs, bite-sized pods delving into the news of geeks and beyond. But wait, there's more. This is like a promo for us. I know. I was just it. thinking, can we please just steal this and put it on our, <laughs> on, our uh, on our show description on iTunes? Not only do they have their own rad podcast, but they even write their own comic book, which is also super cool. They're an, they are an inspiration to not only other podcasters, but also to people who have creative dreams. You're never too old to try and achieve your dreams. I think he's calling us old. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> They're living the dream. Might not be theirs, but someone's. Check them out. <laughs> oh, thank you, Alex. I really, really love that review. Yeah, thanks. That was, that, that that was, was great. That, that might be my favorite one yet. If you want to be like Alex, and really you should, because he's- Hey, see if you can top him. a red guy. Yeah. Gauntlet thrown. Yeah. He, he currently holds the, uh, the review belt. See if you can take it from him. If you enjoyed this show or others, you too could be like Alex and uh, go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or uh, Podchaser. We've got, uh, I say something after that, don't I? We've yeah, got, we've yeah. got swag. We also have a theme song. We've got swag at, at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. Uh, we have a Discord where during these episodes, we give away a game. Oh, shit. And uh, this week's game is going to be Orcs Must Die, Game of the Year Edition. We have... Uh, a theme song. It is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Fuck that. It was by John Williams today. <laughs> Written by Kevin McLeod. Performed by John Williams. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Later. <laughs>